listening to another great podcast on the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 507. No guy. But hey, who cares? We have a special guest. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. this week he's off doing well guy things you know odd things like flying into a different state and then buying a bright orange car yes yes he and his wife like shiny shiny but don't fret everyone don't fret i have a very special guest a very special guest not been on the show before so guy i'm afraid <laughs> this means work for you when you come back, you're going to have to create a Wooty and send it to our special guest. And our special guest didn't know that and hasn't got a clue what I'm talking about. So, before I go on any longer, Alex, Mr. Mister Alex Fox, how are you this evening? I'm particularly good this evening. Thank you for asking. Good, good. Right, so, so that's the last time I'm going to be overly polite. You do <laughs> Excellent, excellent. So have I now got you thinking about what this, uh, this Wooty is? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping it's not something that I need to buy some lever or plastic for. <laughs> hey, Guy, if you're listening, there's an idea. Uh, we haven't thought about that before. <laughs> Brilliant. OK, well, you'll, fi- you'll find out about the Wooty in, in due course, Alex. But uh, excellent. You've been having a good week, I hope. Yeah, it's been very good. It's been half term. The kids have been around. And apart from that, it's been fun. Super, super. Well, I've, I've had a really busy week at work, and yes, the uh, it is half-term here as well, which um, half-term to all our international listeners is basically a, a, a week's break for the kids who uh, take some time out from school before they have their next um, six or eight weeks or six or seven weeks session at, back at school. So uh, that means the roads have been really quiet going to work in the morning, which is really good, and next week it'll all change back. Um other than that, though, I've had a pretty good weekend, and I think um, that Alex may have seen uh, my rather interesting weekend, as he, I think, follows me on, on uh, Twitter occasionally. Uh, we went down to Twickenham because the Northampton Saints Rugby Club uh, were playing uh, Saracens in the English Rugby Premiership Final, and uh, Northampton Saints won. And uh, what a weekend. We basically uh, watched the match down at Twickers, went for a few drinks with a few friends afterwards, then come home. Obviously, I wasn't drinking and driving. I went down to uh, Franklin's Gardens, which is the home of Northampton Saints, and there was a free bar on. (laughs) Who knew? Well, I did what I got down there. So um, I pretty much didn't get home until about three o'clock in the morning. And then today they've had a open top uh, bus tour around Northampton. And so, obviously, I've got lots of images on my phone and on my camera, which I'm going to have to import into my iPhoto library and start messing about with. So, do you do anything with your Mac on a weekly basis? On a weekly basis? Yeah. Well, for my sins, I'm, I'm the same as everyone else. I'm a professional photographer. Excellent. Yes, everyone's a professional yeah, photographer these I mean, days, I, aren't see, they? I did it wrong. You know, I've been a professional photographer for 20 20 plus years, nearer 25 actually. And um, 
uh, you know, I go back as far as film and, um, you know, <laughs> learning how to use a camera and dark rooms and horrible smelly chemicals. And I've got to admit, I'm sort of quite glad they're gone. But um, that's really the main reason why I went from PC to Mac. I don't know, when, 10, 15 years ago? Um, just basically because my day, I needed to spend my day taking photographs and not trying to get a computer to work. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll get more into that in the second section and uh, delve a little bit more into your usage of uh, the Mac and photography and why you thought it was uh, a good idea to move over to the Mac. Because did I get from that little conversation that you were a Windows user prior to being a Mac user? I Yes, I was Windows. I was Windows uh, when I didn't have the money for Mac. I was a dual user for a while and then... You know, we've got loads of Windows machines, but that's just for the kids. Super, yeah, super, yes, definitely. <laughs> right, superb. We'll get into that in the second section. Right, now we're going to run through quickly the uh, stuff over that's on the MyMac.com website, the articles. Um, I, I'll tell you what, Alex, I'll take the first one, and if you take the next well, I'll tell you what, I'll take the first two, and if you take the third one, which is the iHome Audio one. So... Tech fan number 163, this wasn't on last week's show. No, 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 they were too late coming out, but they've put one out, uh, must have been late on Sunday. That's tech fan number 163, Xbox Surface Pro 1. Tim and David discussed the Microsoft decision to dump the Kinetic in the Xbox One, the new Surface Pro laptop, uh, stroke tablet, the HP 7 Plus, Samsung and Apple, and Lego Marvel Superheroes. We've also on the website got Houdini, which is a video review, and it's by um, Elisa Paselli. Now, unfortunately, I don't have the little sound clip that um, the guy uses. So, Guy, you're going to have to interject it here if you, poss- if you possibly can. So it's uh, Elisa. I'm leaving a space for Guy. Great. Okay. So this is an audio review of a hood that stops that annoying glare on your iPad when you're out and about. Go over to the website and have a watch. Now, Alex, if you want to take the next one. Okay. Now, I'll read this from your website. Uh, iHome Audio IBN26 Bluetooth wireless stereo speaker with speakerphone and USB charging. And there's a review on the MyMac.com website. And the review, very simply, starts off with his uh, versatile, small, round, powerful speaker. And it does it all. The, these things, I mean, I really do enjoy these sort of things, actually, myself. $80. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not a bad price, actually. Um, if this thing's got enough oomph, the trouble with a lot of these things, I find, they look lovely. They, they work okay, but you need to be within a few feet of them. I like the ones where you put it on, you can go into another room, another, you know, and just bang, that's it. Your day's done. Just let your iPhone charge and uh, fill the room up with joy. Well, John, this is a review from John Nemoroski, and he does say the bass is a little bit minimal, but uh, acceptable. So um, if if Alex has whetted your appetite to go and have a look, well, that's exactly what you got to do. Go to the website and take a read. Okay, the next one is Pro Soft Picture uh, Rescue 2. Uh, this is a review from, from Nam Segri. Yeah, sorry, Sam, I just had to do that. Um, There are many ways to lose your digital photos. The easiest way is to format your camera's memory card, which erases everything and makes new room for new images. You can also lose files when something goes awry while transferring file from your camera to your computer. Sooner or later, many of us discover that we want some of those 
uh, erased photos back. Yeah, and I've been in that position, I can tell you. And that's when you should reach out for Picture Rescue 2. I've never had to do this, actually, Alex, on a Mac. I had to do it a couple of times on a on a Windows machine when I was a Windows user. Uh, and there were lots and lots of different software um, recovery um software packages um so this is uh, i think it's the first time i've i've come across a software package on the mac to recover the stuff on the um i uh yeah i've got i've got a couple as you may imagine but only as emergency backup in 10 years i think i've used it once uh i think the one i use is actually comes from scandisk the people that manufacture oh, right yeah the card. yeah yeah and it saved my life literally <laughs> once um so yeah have a look. Everybody, but everybody should have at least one piece of software that can do this. Yeah, especially if you're a professional photographer. Oh, like me, uh, well, the thing is, I went, I think I was in Wales, and it wasn't until I got back that I realised not only my backup hadn't worked, but my um, card was corrupted. Mm. It recovered everything. Brilliant. Brilliant. Superb. Superb. Right, do you want to take the next one? Okay. Uh, Dragon Dictate for Mac version 4. Review, review even by Russ Walkowicz. Um, it seems that the Mac has always been the Johnny-come-lately to the party as far as dictation was involved. The first time the Mac users could finally say that proper dictation had arrived when Nuance offered Dragon Dictate for Mac. Um, I've used it on Mac as a trial, actually, but I'm really, really, really impressed by the version they do for iOS. Oh, um, right. The I don't know if it still is, but the first version they did for iOS was actually free. Um, um, I don't know whether it's still... Well, I, do you know, I'm not even sure I knew it was available for the uh, iOS system. Yeah, and it must have been on the iPhone as well, because I seem to remember using it. But uh, I, I've used Dragon Dictate. I did use it back in the Windows days. And I've got to be honest, after sort of 15 hours of reading, <laughs> you didn't remember you had to read sort of 57 yes. books to it. I remember, I remember perfectly because the first time I came across dictation software, um, my, my new boss, relatively new boss at the company that I joined, um, he wasn't, um, well, he was used to having a PA, <laughs> need I say more. And the company that I was with at the time, they didn't have things like PAs, uh, so he had to do a lot of stuff himself. And um, uh, typing wasn't his forte. Yeah. <laughs> and I can remember him once. I went into the office. I just knocked very quickly and walked in like you do. And um, he, he looked at me and just went, he put his finger to his, his lips, you know, telling me to be quiet. And he got this headset on and he was yep. doing exactly that, reading all these sentences. And uh, oh, I don't think he used it for very long, to be honest with you, but... Well, it, what you do for, I mean, I remember my first one, it came with headset, but it also had these filters that you had to plug in through the headset as well to filter out background noises. But what I found, I mean, you don't have this nowadays, so I'm sure this Mac version is brilliant, but you learn to speak in the way that yeah. the software wants Yes, it. yeah. So there is nothing natural about it at all. <laughs> you, you have to learn to speak like a robot so that the robot can understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's getting much better now, though, isn't it? It's getting yeah, I mean, that. with the amount of hours I wasted, it would probably have been cheaper to hire a PA. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, I know where you're coming from. Right, finally, let's finish off the MyMac articles. Um, and it, it it is normal, actually, this, uh, Alex, to be honest with you, to end with a tech fan. And that's exactly what we've got 
this week, so we're back to normality, folks. Tech fan number 164, Amazon and Hatchet. And actually, Guy sent me a little piece about Hatchet, um, which I wasn't aware of. Uh, I'll go through that quickly in the second section, but... uh, Tim and David discuss the battle between Amazon and Hatchet as well as the business of book publishers and digital downloads in general. With WWDC coming up uh, right up, the guys also discuss what to expect uh, Apple or what to uh, also I'll put my teeth back in. The guys also discuss what to expect Apple will announce this coming Monday. Have you got any thoughts on that, um, Alex at all? So what are we talking about? Apple are doing or Hatchet? No, about um, uh, Apple and WWDC. Or is that best left until we see what they actually announce? Well, the only thing I'd say, okay, now I'm I'm on an Apple show and I'm going to be very nice. I use Apple and for the most part it works. <laughs> I have a problem with fanboys. I just, not necessarily Apple fanboys, but fanboys in, in the universe. The yeah, fact that yeah. they exist is my problem. And the other day, I read someone that put out a really boastful tweet, and they said, Apple's new iWatch to be thinner and better than something else. And I just couldn't resist. I had to write to this person and say, so so this non-existent watch is actually better than something that someone's actually got around to producing and works. (laughs) And that's the trouble with these things. It's got to the point now where you look for... I mean, I... I enjoy it. I mean, sometimes they, it's been a while, but occasionally they bring out something and you sit there and you go, right, how am I going to explain to the wife? Yeah. Because yeah. that's what you've just seen. You yeah. Think, you know, yeah. I'm going to get yeah. this and yes. I've just got to do the damage limitation. That's right. That's okay. right. You, you, you go through the persuasion angle, don't you? You, you yeah. kind of just put the, the little seeds of what you need and then kind of build up to the point that something. There's something out there that could do all that for me. Great. There's also that you've got to work out if you've got enough money to pay the bribe. (laughs) Because if you haven't, then what you've got to do is work out a way to say that it's going to record. It doesn't matter what it is, but she'll be able to watch soap operas on it. (laughs) That's the two things. Ah, now there's a problem for me because my wife doesn't really watch soap operas, so I have to go from a different tack. (laughs) You go straight for the bribe factor. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, dear, it's going to cost me two and a half grand, but here's a few quid for you. Well, I'll tell you what, though, Alex, if, the, if, they're, if they bring out a, a new device, whether, whether it's an iWatch or some other health device, which um, is where I'm coming from, my thought process is, um, if it's costing two and a half thousand, whether it be dollars or pounds, well, if it's pounds, it's a nightmare. If it, even if it's dollars, it's just still a nightmare. So um, I'm not expecting that. But we'll see. WD, WWDC is coming out next week. I think there's going to be a lot of software stuff. To be honest, the thing I think they're going to have to jump on, and they will jump on, is when Google bought the, and it's gone out of my head, but the um, thermostats, home thermostat system. Nest. Nest. Now, they've gone for automation. Now, I think with iOS and the way they do AirPlay and license it for various devices, Mm -hmm. I think this is the the time, if Apple don't get into it soon... Yeah, they might be a bit too far behind. Yeah, so you might find uh, some sort of software device, some sort of, if you like, air link to devices that we haven't seen yet. But then there will be one. There will be someone on the stage showing you, a, you know, a fridge freezer that you know, can tell you your bread's going off or something. <laughs> but it will work by your phone. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think that's what they've got to get into. So that's my guess. I agree. And I don't think there'll be a watch. 
No, I'm not so sure, to be honest with no, you. I'm not so sure. So. I mean, Let's I know, face it, I, if there was, we would have seen it. I, I think so. I think, yeah, I think you're right there. Yeah, it would have been leaked because I don't, it, it doesn't, how good they are these days. Everybody is looking at them. I think they were able to do it with, um, with a few products a few years ago because there was less, um, visibility from Apple. I'm not saying they weren't still high profile, but people weren't digging in quite, quite the way that they dig in now. I think, you know, everybody is, is bribable now to get something from them, isn't it? But these other things with like, if you like home automation, there isn't a physical device that needs to be made. So no one can sit there looking at stock levels. Of yeah, that's right. Item. Yeah. So, you know, somebody that makes, I don't know, let's say a nest type thing, someone that makes one would still be making them. They just won't notice that there's a little label with an Apple sign being put on it. Yeah. So I think that could be hidden, but anything big, those days have gone. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Right. Before this section gets too long, let me just quickly go through the uh, G-Men Get Social section that we uh, kind of refer to. And we had Troy Muller, who was um, going on about uh, a crucial M500 480 gigabyte SSD drive, which he uh, recently received. And he got it into his iMac. Uh, it went through the, that process, which seemed to work quite quite well. He then used, a, by the looks of it, a combination of as a carbon copy cloner which he used for the first time to create his backup um, then he basically backed everything up to a, an external um, drive and then it looks like he got it back in and he's put everything back and he was just taking us through the whole process and he got to a point where um, he said uh, I'm going to leave it to do the thing while he takes a small excursion to the south coast and hopefully when he gets back all will be cloned and ready, and he'll have those essential tools in his hands for phase two, which will be the fitting. And uh, I think at that point I said good luck. Um, also, Daniel um, Luck uh, jumped in and said that uh, he's been buying 256-gigabyte Samsung SSDs for an older Mac Pros at work, and the increase in speed has been dramatic, which I've got to concur with because I've got an old white MacBook uh, polycarbonate um, um, laptop which i put an ssd in and it was just incredible um and he came back and uh, troy had come back and said no dramas ssd running like magic so there you go it looks like troy has gone ssd and he's pretty pleased with it troy also jumped in um listening to the last podcast and he said uh, just finished listening. Oh, my God. All that laughing and delays. Uh, this is vintage Guy and Gaz. And then open brackets, mm, Alistair. So, yeah, it was good fun having Alistair on last week, actually. Uh, you should run the last line through the max say command and then try and copy it. Uh, LOL. I'm not quite sure I'll follow you that on, Troy, Troy but I think I'll, I'll go back and try and find out because y you know what these shows are like. They're just manic. Alistair Jenks also jumped in saying, repeat after me, Omnigraffle, 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 etc, etc, Omnigraffle. There, that should be enough to put in places where he incorrectly said Omnifocus. Yeah, that was reference to um, a kind of anti-pick from Alistair last week. Uh, he was talking about Omnigraffle and not Omnifocus. Uh, Andrew Dickinson also jumped in, said, I've never had um, many problems with iMessage. We must have been talking about that at some point. Uh, just that sometimes a message will show up first on his Mac before his iPhone or vice versa. I've had that and I think I turned off messaging on my Mac because I don't really, I'm not at my Mac. I don't know about you. Alex, but I'm not at my Mac enough for there be, to be any need 
um, for messages to appear on my Mac. And if I am by my Mac, I've generally got my iOS devices by me, so they're going to they're going to jump up with any messages anyway. Well, no, I mean, I have messages firing up. I mean, I'm editing half the time, and I've got messages firing up all the time. But I'm the type of guy that if a message fires up, I know I can ignore it. Yeah, yeah, true you enough. Know, it sort of hurt, helps, because if I hear a phone vibrate, I have to go and look. And then, true. Then yeah. I have to ignore it. So if <laughs> it pops up on my screen, I can sort of ignore it without having to move. Yeah, now that's that's a fair point. You see, and this is why we like having guests on. It gives a, a, a much more rounded perspective. Of than, really lazy people, yeah. Uh, no, it gives a much more rounded perspective than the very, very blinkered perspective that Guy and I have, to be honest with you. We also had some feedback from Twitter. And um, do you know, I've not put who this was. Uh, oh, yeah, we said that was a great show tonight with Zachary, which is uh, uh, Alistair, who came over, Alistair Jenks, who came on last time. And then... Uh, Alistair actually responded and said it was. His eyes still hurt, but there's bound to be an app for that. And anybody who listened to last week's show will know exactly where Alex is coming from. Right, I'm going to take us out of this section and we'll be back in a minute. So everybody, remember, stand by to stand by and we'll be right back. people. My name is Peter Bird and I am the host of the Deep Look podcast. The idea behind the show is that we talk to our guests and we learn more about them, the subjects, the people, the things that shape their lives or the things they're interested in or the things they would possibly want to know more about. Basically we just like to look a little deeper and see what's there and to learn. If that appeals to you or you like that idea or if even if you have a guest that you think we should try and speak to, then Come on by and give us a go. We are part of the Stoplight Network. Guy and Gaz, the G-Force, on the MyMac.com podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the second section of this week's MyMac podcast, number 507, if memory serves me right, which it doesn't often, but I hope that's right this week. Um, Guy is still not here. No, no, he's still driving down to or flying down to Florida to pick up some BW orange jalopy. So I've I got thought a- he was going to Guantanamo to get that. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm, that's going to be a soundbite, that is. I'll tell you, Alex, that is brilliant. <laughs> okay, now, although he's gone, he did still leave me with something, something which I've not come across, but I'm going to read a couple of sentences, and I, I think, actually, Alex might have a little bit of info on this. So, anyway, let me crack on. Amazon is trying to force Hatchet Press uh, to come to terms with the Amazon, uh, the prices Amazon wants um, by not allowing pre-sales, which includes what the book is about long wait times for existing books uh, and they took away other ordering options as well apparently hatchet claims that their book sales have plummeted as a result of this not unsurprisingly hatchet's contract with amazon is up for renewal and many believe this is amazon's way of trying to force a better deal especially for the kindle out of the publisher now with amazon being the number one retailer for books and ebooks in the u.s um, Guy asks, why hasn't the US Department of Justice come after Amazon with the same zeal that they had when they went after Apple? 
Isn't it up to the publisher to determine the wholesale price of their wares? Question mark. Well, maybe, maybe not. Certainly Amazon doesn't um, have to sell hatchet books. That's true. Um, but to use tactics like this screams of monopolistic predatory pricing. Ooh, guy. Ooh, I, I couldn't comment. So, Alex, I believe you might have a few thoughts on this. Okay, so in a in a, another life that I have, which is um, isn't Mac podcasting, which is actually um, on a um, podcast called Airways, which is um, media based podcasting. This story well, ooh, before um, before you go on, make sure. You tell everybody where to find that podcast. Oh, I will. Well, I'll have to look it up. I will. No, I'm only joking. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's doubled the listenership, me and someone else. So, <laughs> well, there's only four people. There's only four people listen to this show, so don't worry about yeah, it. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, five because I listened to last week. So, it's been going on a long time now. There's because of Amazon's dominance in the market, lots of various. Um, uh, publishing companies have gone after Amazon. The US government have gone after them. The European community have gone after them. Everyone's gone after them about this pricing. And um, quite recently, um, Amazon, if I remember right, at one point they were told that they couldn't start offering discounts. On there was it wasn't. I think Penguin was involved. There was a few big companies, and they weren't allowed to offer a discount. But like you say, when these all these um, licenses and um, contracts came up it all seemed to disappear now hatchet they've really only got one hold on amazon and that's the fact that they have the rights to jk rowling right um, you know once you hold jk rowling even people like amazon have to stand up and uh, listen a little bit um this i don't, I don't think it's going to be resolved but what will I think happen, which is sort of what I think happened last time, is the the figures Amazon will still sell, but what they do, they give a larger percentage of that discounted price because it only goes on for a few weeks, The uh, this uh, discount rate. Right. Um, so it's only when things are very, very new that they have this problem. Once they've been out for it's a very short time, it might only be a month, once they've been out for a very short time, they've got every right to discount anyway. And what Amazon were doing, they were actually using certain books, certain films, and you know, because they did it across the board as loss leaders. Yep. And what the problem was is there was no money left for the publishing company. Yep. Because basically Amazon were giving them away. Um, like you I see, said, in, this in, will go on, but I don't see what a government can do about it. Any well, in, government. in Europe, isn't that illegal? To sell. I mean, there are certain countries in Europe where you cannot sell something at a loss. Yeah, um, that's why the European Union sort of got involved. But we all know once the European Union gets involved, you've got about 10 years before you have to worry about it. <laughs> true, true, true. And all they do, they, they'll sell it from Luxembourg, uh, Luxembourg rather than Ireland, mm, yeah. which is the way they get around everything. And, you know, after last week's you know, political turmoil in Europe, there'll be someone else they can put it through. <laughs> so, Very true. I mean, the, the trouble with this, there is no be-all and end-all to this story, and I don't think there ever will be, because of Amazon are big enough, and you've had small, well, these aren't particularly small publishers, but you've had publishers try it with Amazon before, and they all said, oh, we're going to do iBooks, and um, of course, um, and again, it's a Mac show, but I sit there and I read on my Kindle for a reason because reading on my iPad is horrible. I I gotta agree with you there. I know th 
my I've seen people using uh, Kindles to read, and they are the you know the the is it the paper light? Is that yeah? Right? That's what I've got a paper white here. Yeah, it's a paper white. That's it, and it, it it is it is a good certainly a good experience. And one thing that I've often thought about getting uh, my wife who reads hundreds of books, but she really loves the physical. Um, article and having that book because not only does she like you know picking up and dropping a book as she's reading it in bed and just drops off the side so uh, uh, as long as those kindles are robust because they'd have to take uh, a few falls but what she also likes is the fact that um uh she'll pass the book on and yeah. a book and an author gets so known that way because she, she doesn't go to any book clubs, but a lot of her friends do a lot of reading, and she'll get a book from somebody, and then she'll pick up the fact that this is a different book, a new author, and then w- they go out and they buy lots of books, you know, related to that that, that author. So um, that's that's what she doesn't like about the fact that you'd have to do it on a Kindle. It's the sharing option is is not quite so as um, tactile as having a, a physical book. But I know that the reading experience compared to an iPad, getting back to the technology, is far superior. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even remember who my wife's been. My, my wife is, a, again, like your wife, a really prolific reader. And there was a – she finished a whole series of books in, you know, a few days. I mean, she gets obsessed by yeah. it. And you don't, you don't yeah. see her for two days. Yeah. And the kids are wondering, where's mummy gone? But – she got through, I think there was four parts in this thing, but she'd only bought three because she didn't realise there was a fourth. And she said, can you get it on your Kindle? So got it on the Kindle and read it. And I asked her, I was like really excited. Did you enjoy it? She goes, well, the book was all right. But it was not like real reading. <laughs> and I was like, no, I can get it. Yeah, I, I, I get to it. sort of yeah. train myself. But yeah. on my Kindle, <laughs> I only ever really read things that I wouldn't read otherwise. Right. I mean, either side of my desk where I'm sitting here, I've got two large bookcases and they are floor to ceiling of my books. Yep. Um, there's bookcases in the house with my wife's books. I've got a storeroom full of books. I mean, that's something we've all done in this house. But it, I, I'll sit there at one o'clock in the morning because I can't sleep and I'll flick on the Kindle and I think, oh, I'll look for it. I bought something like 30 Victorian um, crime books novels right last week because i was sitting there i mean I, I, I only spent about 20 20 pound it wasn't a lot of money yeah but i went all oh, right i'm a fancy victorian crime novel because i like my you know homes and stuff yeah but i just went through everything they had and went okay i'll have that as well i'll have that as well, I'll have that as well. <laughs> <laughs> and i probably got a library so is it is it the searching for now is it the ownership of the books here's a question for you is it the ownership knowing that you've got that type of book that you could fall back on if you want to or is it the fact that you've got the book and then you actually read them? I will read one or two of these books. I say the Victorians are bought. Yeah. But it's it's like a library mentality. Yes. I know at yeah. some point. That's I'll, where I was I'll, coming I'll, from. I'll also forget that I've bought these books. And one day I'll flick it open and you put them in collections. I'll go, oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, I bought about 30 uh, sci-fi books about three weeks ago. And I've only ever read two. <laughs> But the, the beauty about the Kindle is the reason I've got so many books is I used to do that in bookshops. And I used to do that. If I don't know, I mean, we're similar in age. And I don't know if you ever joined one of those. You used to get it in the Sunday Times that you said, join this book club and you yep. only have to buy three books a month. Yeah. Yep. I kept one of those going for about five years. I, I think and it was I about the same. Bought, yeah. 
I never bought three books a month. I bought about ten books a month. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, it was just the opening of the box. And then I used to try and find time to read all these books. Yeah. And this is a similar thing. It's, the thing is with Kindle, I'm pretty sure you don't actually own them either. Oh, is this another um, license where you, you, yeah. own, you own the ability to be able to read it, but you don't actually own the, yeah. um, the actual product itself? Which is the same with all digital media. Yeah, that's right. CD, yeah. a DVD, yeah. or a download. Yeah. Um, I remember a story we covered, it was quite some time ago now, I think it was a girl in Norway, and she'd always bought through the Norwegian Amazon Kindle shop. And I think she was on holiday, and she logged into a different shop and bought a book. And it revoked her entire license, and she lost all her books on her Kindle. I know within a few weeks and a bit of publicity, Amazon backed down and said, yeah, we just wanted to make a point. Here's all your stuff back. Yeah. But the actual terms and conditions when, you know, you've logged, you've signed up to join Kindle Norway or whatever it was, and you can't buy books from another store. Well, there's, there's a little message for everyone out there just to remember. But again, you know, if that doesn't bother you, then it doesn't bother you, does it? That's that's the thing. Um, a lot of people talk about records and the, the DRM on, on on records or the license that you know you basically agree to when you um, when you buy CDs or when you buy MP3s or whatever it is, um, whether it's buying movies, whatever the media is, is the fact that you're probably just buying access to be able to watch it rather than as our own perspective of ownership is it's just completely different so as long as you're happy with that it's almost like renting a house i suppose isn't it well yeah but i mean i suppose if you rent a house if you i don't know if you buy a, a dvd and it stops working they don't come around and send someone to fix the scratch <laughs> true enough true enough <laughs> that's a very good as guy would say that's a good point well made Yes. Thank you. Right. Um, now, Alex, let's let's just talk about you and your Mac usage and a little bit of your Mac history. We've already hinted to that in the first section, just um, the fact that you're a photographer and you use Macs for photography. So how did it come about then? How long have you been a Mac user and why did you move away from Windows? Um, give, give, us the whole, give us the whole lowdown in as much detail or as little detail as you are prepared to reveal. Oh, okay. Um, I bought a Mac and used it. No, I'll Excellent, right, moving now. on. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, the thing is, as a, a photographer, in to be honest, when I, when I used a, a film, I really didn't care. I mean, the only thing I ever used a computer for is, you know, send out the odd invoice. Um, mainly they were handwritten back then anyway. And um, a, a little bit of email, and that's all, that's all that ever happened. Um, one day, um, Sotheby's, I think it was, rather than Christie's, there was a really big collection of stuff, and the customer that owned them said, um, I want to use you, but they won't take film. Can you do it digitally? So I went out and spent an obscene amount of money on a really, really, really rubbish digital camera, because <laughs> that's all that was available. <laughs> I've still got it somewhere, but I think... I don't know, a toy VTech camera would probably do a better job. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. Anyway, so I did this job and it was, I suppose I made some money out of it. And then I started, I bought my first owned uh, version of full Photoshop. So it was about Photoshop 5 or something. That's back, yeah, it was about then. And I bought it on uh, Windows and it cost me, again, an obscene amount of money. And I found I spent more time 
than uh, you know trying to get the computer to stop crashing and more time you know trying to get more ram in the thing or more time doing everything but doing my work <laughs> and and it was one day I, I, I forgive me for saying this but i actually was in pc world and i was about to buy yet another machine because i was absolutely sick and tired of um you know having to you know, the last machine only cost me £1,500. So it couldn't have been that good, you know? And we're talking about <laughs> 10 plus years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I was in there, and I, it was the first time I'd ever seen a Mac for sale. Because I'm pretty sure there wasn't Apple stores then. No, uh, 10 years ago. No, pro- you're probably right about 10 years ago. I don't think, or 10, th- yeah, I think you're about right. Well, there certainly wouldn't have been any Apple stores in the UK if there was no. Apple stores in the US. Right. So I, I sat down and I said, um, like I spoke to the guy, and he knew absolutely nothing about it. And I looked at it, and I thought, well, that's pretty. It was an iMac. I was thinking, well, that's pretty. Does that, I can get rid of the big box. And then I sat there and went, how much is Photoshop on this? Mm. And I worked it out, and I was thinking, all it's going to cost me is another you know, copy of a Photoshop. Right. I thought, let's just do it. It was one of those moments. And I went into one of those moments where you look back and you think, oh, "I wish I'd been so stupid," or you think, "Inspirational." Well, you know what? I'm probably in the next six months probably sold thirty Macs on behalf of Apple <laughs> by word of mouth. <laughs> I, mean, I think we all do that, though, don't we? We yeah. all do that. I mean, my customer base. I mean, I work in the arts. I mean, I'm, I don't take pictures of people, etc. I, I work in the art world. I work, you know, and my customer base. You know, the cost of a Mac is probably what they spend on lunch. So I'll go into an office and they'll be hitting their computer and say, oh, you don't want that, you want this. And they'll send the secretary out and buy one. And that's sort of what was happening. And I was just thinking, but it was evangelical at the time. It was like, I am saving people from that hatred of their hardware. No, I know. And, uh, I mean, very occasionally I turn on a PC or, or, and when people phone me and they've got a problem, First of all, I say, why are you phoning me? I'm not a tech guy. Phone someone that cares. And next, I go, oh, it's a PC, isn't it? It's always a PC. And they go, oh, it's Windows 8. And I say, well, I, I, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's very nice. I'm, I'm, sure in, the, really I'm, in, the, I'm in the same boat now. I've actually got somebody um, as part of the the referee society, and they, we needed a new uh, a new machine. Um, and I was, I just kind of paid the bill for it, really. And it was, a, and they know I'm a little bit techy. Um, and it's a Windows 8 machine. And they say, Gary, can you help me with this? And I'm going, actually, I haven't got a clue about Windows 8 now because I just haven't used it. I haven't come across any machines with it on. And I, I just haven't got a clue. And it's, it, it, to me, it just, it, it seems as though they're trying too hard and they've created um, um, an ecosphere, or not an ecosphere, but they've created a UI, which obviously is not very intuitive because this person, how can I say this kindly? Let's say he's not tech-orientated. I won't call him stupid, um, <laughs> but you can take that from whatever you like influence wise um but definitely not intuitive so yeah i'm with you on that boat as soon as people say to me windows i kind of just drop my head and i'll say okay what version it is and then i'll drop my head again or i'll say well i can help you a little bit yeah well i've got this new thing i've got a 16 year old genius of a son Mm. Uh, a friend of mine came around with a brand new laptop the other day and he stuck it on my desk and he gave me some cds and goes can you install that i went no but i know a man who can (laughs) 
And then my, my son came down and was like 16 year old. So I said, What do you want? You know, that total yeah, chip yeah, on the yeah. shoulder. That, that, brilliant, said, that brilliant attitude. That yeah, they I have said, There's a guy here that's going to give you some money for installing this. And he looked at me and he went, Not, you know, my friend looked at me and went, I suppose I can't ask him to do it for nothing, not his son. And so, you know, he, he threw him a few quid to chuck a CD in and install it for him. But yeah, I just looked at it and I thought, no. I mean, it, it, back in the day, I wanted to know the answer. Yes. I yes. wanted to know how Windows yeah. worked. I wanted yeah. to know Apple. I wanted to know how Linux worked. I wanted to know everything. Now I don't care. Now I want to turn the thing on. And if something goes wrong, I want to punch it and then <laughs> go out for nothing. You know, I don't care anymore. You know, it, it's like that. I mean, so, okay. So, do you, use, do you ever find yourself shouting at, at your machines, Alex? Um, I, I, don't, well, I don't know how insane I want to sound. Um, well, well, I can assure you, I do. I don't know if I shout at them. I think physical violence is probably more honest, to be honest. I mean, I did have to have a screen replaced, put it that way. Do you, do you know what jumped straight into my mind then? And if you think about it, you'll know exactly which sketch I was thinking of when you right, said Right, hold on, don't, 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 don't. I was thinking that you were talking about John Cleese and his car. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, but also, the thing is with, with my Macs, they, 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 they do go wrong, you know, like everything else. Yep. But when a PC went wrong, I sort of expected it. And in a funny way, I could deal with that on the grounds of, well, with PC, what do you expect? When my Macs go wrong, I get really annoyed. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I'm like, hold on a minute. Now, this, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> you know? You know, when I, all those years ago, went into the shop and said, give me something that's going to last more than a week. I mean, the, that first Mac I bought is over on my right-hand side. And I have... Well, you asked the question, how many Macs I've got? I've got lots. I've got three iMacs. I've got three MacBook Pros. In fact, I've got four iMacs, but one of them doesn't count because I'm giving it away. I've got lots of machines, but I never, ever have... I've given them away. I've never sold a Mac. Um, I've got a couple of machines that I'm going to do up and give... My little one's changing school in September, so as a gift, I'm going to give them... Well, I probably can give them three whole IMAX. Ah, right, yeah. The school, not... Your, yeah, 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 the school. Um, because, you know, why not? I mean, they're... They're, pen, they're not Pentium. They're Intel chips. Uh, they're dual-core. I don't think they'll run Mavericks. They'll run the one before, whatever that was, Mountain Line. Yeah. And yeah. they need a little bit of looking at. Uh, I might change to put bigger hard drives in them because the hard drives were... About 500, not a lot. Um, I just do them up and give them to the school as a sort of going away present. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they've all got, you know, eyesights in them and everything. They'll be, they'll be good. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. But, oh, well, um, unlike you, I, I tend to sell my, my Macs, actually, but mainly to fund the next Mac. All right. Now, I have a, I never sell a Mac, but I have, <laughs> you've got to think I'm an absolute lunatic, but I have a sacrificial smashing to pieces of PCs. <laughs> no, I get, I get exactly where you're coming from. I, 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 and I can, I I, I, the image that is now coming to my mind is I can now see Guy listening to this, just nodding his head. And that wasn't a hint, Guy. No. Before you, before you, uh, no, I wasn't going to use that to go into Gaz's tips, by the way, because that's what we normally go, do, Alex. Actually, but but now I can just see him kind of 
you know, just slowly nodding his head because I can picture Guy having a sacrificial um, um, life taking of a, a, a PC machine. Cause it's, that's a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It really is. I mean, you know, people talk about catharsism. That is the ultimate. Big hammer, yes. PC. And what you want to do is I did it. I actually did it once with a clamshell Mac because it really annoyed me. But what the idea is you get a bag and it's got to be a fairly small bag and you see and you never stop until you've broken it into small enough pieces to get it all in one bag and that <laughs> is the moment of completion uh, it, the you reason, look really the, strange when you go down to the rubbish dump with a bag full of broken computer parts yeah. the reason I'm really laughing is because there was someone uh, one of my ex-school friends was um, well they're still a school friend let's put it that way they're not ex at all um, and they had posted a picture on Facebook and it was of their Samsung phone and they'd got a hammer next to it and the 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 phone was in pieces and the the comment next to the the um the picture was boy that feels better oh, it's, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's all it's all tech moment. isn't it it's all tech it doesn't matter yeah, what well, it is but on the other side i collect and i restore valve radios vintage valve radios right um i don't know if you saw i tweeted out recently i've got um a valve radio that came from second world war and i finally got the parts i needed and I've wired in a permanent iPhone. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. It, it's a fi- iPhone dock, which is powered right. separately. But I can plug my iPhone into it, and it comes out of the Valve radio now. Oh, that is superb! You've got to send us a picture of that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it'll be on Twitter, but I'll find uh, that picture anyway. And it works beautifully. Brilliant. And the thing is, I listen to old time radio because you can download it for free, completely legally, yep. from the internet. And I listen to it from my iPhone, but now I listen to it through a radio <laughs> of the time <laughs> when it was made. That there's just some. There's, there's like a finishing off of the circle there, isn't there? Yeah, it's, it's a lovely thing. It really is a lovely thing. I listen to sort of dragnet on a radio <laughs> that's humming with vowels. And excellent, beautiful. excellent. Now you mentioned we mentioned before that um, use all sorts of expensive software. So you've mentioned obviously Adobe's packages. Um, are there any other packages that you use in the, in your in your day to day or professional life? Okay, well, to be honest, it's mainly Adobe, but where the money really is isn't so much in... I mean, Photoshop costs an arm and a leg. But if you've got another arm and a leg spare, that's when you buy all your different plugins for Photoshop. Right. Um, The Nick plugins are incredibly expensive. I mean, they work very well. I think Google... No, did Google buy them? Yes, I think they did. Yeah, they bought the the, the company, didn't they? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I I use uh, various colour cards, um, sort of, different when i do a setup of photography so i take a, a card and uh, they got some of them got 20 odd colors some got 40 odd colors the pieces of software that reads these color cards and then changes the color space for that particular photograph i mean last time i think i paid a hundred pound just for the plug-in uh, and all it does it reads the color card and changes the color space accordingly right um Nothing in professional photography. I mean, cheap is, I don't think that word exists in professional photography. Right, no, no. I mean, you have to be a professional just to afford the equipment to be a professional. <laughs> um, that, that's a trouble. And you've got to have a massive client base before you've got enough good equipment to go and get a client base. It's a very, very, uh, it's a very, very expensive hobby. The least expensive thing, I think, is the camera. 
Right. The cameras. Are, it's all. It's all the peripheral stuff that goes. Yeah, I mean, it, lenses are quite dear, but yeah, um, you know, things change all the time. And then Apple will do something like um, when they went from I can't remember what it was. It might have been Snow Leopard to Lion. That cost me a fortune because most of my plugins wouldn't work anymore. Right. Right. And, so. Um, so why did it cost you a fortune? Was that because of time lost, or was that because no, no, you had to re? Were obsolete. They oh right, so that, so they had to you had to then repurchase those plugins then. Yep, um, and of course they, they don't give you much of a break when you're going. They know that it's coming, and they just don't update their plugin, and uh, it gets rather expensive. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I could fire up my application folder on this computer, but it's. It's it's horrendous how many things, but down to silly little things like you know you think you're saving time, so you use uh, like a a photo batch app which will resize various things. I mean, if I take an image, I'll tend to take it at between fifty and hundred megabyte file. Yeah, and then the customer will get that, but they'll also get various different sized um, JPEGs. They'll get a couple of different sized TIFFs. They'll get you know so I give a whole package for every image. Back in the day, before about Photoshop 7, you had to sit there and you had to do resize, save as, yeah, create all of those manually. Exactly. Yeah. Now, there's various bits of software and various plugins that do it, but to do it properly and make sure that you, know, you don't get a really bad quality JPEG, you need to sort of spend a little bit of money. Everything you do, Every last thing you can ever think of, there's somebody, it's almost like, a, it's like being a parent. There's always some kid out there with their hand open and your wallet. And it, it's how it works. I, mean, I tried um, phase one software. Again, that was really, really good. I tried Aperture. But when it comes to it, I mean, they're a cheaper option. But for, for me, they just weren't good enough. Or funnily enough, phase one was good enough. It was just too complicated. Yeah. So how do you how do you keep all? Presumably you've got libraries. So do you use Lightroom or do you use some other process? Well, to I'm one of the few people in the world that actually uses Adobe Bridge as right. the main source of you know librarying. Yeah. But uh, everything I do is backed up in my own way. Yeah. I I t- tend to keep about half a uh, terabyte at any time on the computer, but I have a central source here. I mean, next to me, I've got a rack of uh, Lacey drives. Um, <laughs> you know, there you go. There's an expense. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't Backup. go buy a cheap drive for these backups. You know, they've got to cost me £200 each. And then the silly rack that screws them together was about £100. <laughs> I could have gone and welded them together and it would work just as well. <laughs> um, you know, so you can't use... You know, you can't use cheap drives. No, it just, no. There's no point to it. So I've got this rack next to me that backs up. Then some of it goes off the cloud, but I only ever cloud storage the raw files. There's yes. no point. Because by the time, you know, I mean, I've got the sort of fast broadband, home broadband you can get. But by the time you send all that stuff up, you know, it's, it's a waste of time. So I send the raw files up, just one copy of each raw file goes up there. Because worse comes to worse, I can just reprocess the thing. Yeah. Then I have a, another. I have another backup, which is a, a work of that sort of. It normally lasts about three months. A, a two terabyte drive, so that then goes on there. They just go put. They get put away. So and of course I've got Time Machine. So at any time I've normally got four copies of everything. Now it sounds really expensive, but all I need is one customer to phone me up in a year's time and say, "Do you have a copy of such and such?" And it's paid for that drive. Yes. Yeah. 
definitely, definitely. They all end up getting paid for eventually. You know, I can go back about eight years and I think I'd say 99% of everything I've ever shot, I can get my hands on. If not the finished, I can get my hands on the raw file and go back and work on it. Superb. Well, I'll tell you what, Alex, uh, we, we're running just a little bit late longer than uh, than I thought we would do, but that's superb. That's not a problem. I've got a feeling we're going to have you on and talking again about your, your Mac ways and your Mac life, because I, I, I think this could go for about three hours, this show. <laughs> and, I'll keep quiet and I, No, 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 please. No, no, we, it's absolutely superb. But if, if it's okay with you, I think we're going to grab you. And next time, we, I think we ought to be on with Guy as well. So um, if you're okay, we'll perhaps leave it there for the... Um, this fine, this fine. break and then uh, we'll go into the the third section but i do you know this is i'm going to get you back on and i'm going to get you back on with guy because that's uh, uh we've got so much more to talk about so <laughs> superb i hope everyone's enjoying it so far so i'm just loving it i'm just loving this this show so i'm gonna i'm gonna be listening back to this two or three times i think yeah okay that okay so i'm just trying to get the listening figures up all right you know someone's got to do it anyone Anyway, stand by to stand by and we'll be right back. Curious about Nintendo? Well, check out the Nintendo Club podcast. This podcast is done twice a week. We dive into all things Nintendo. We dive into retro. We dive into current games, what we're playing, what cool Nintendo news is going on. Check it out here at the Spotlight Network, the Nintendo Club podcast. We broadcast this live out every Sunday evening starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Check out the NintendoClubPodcast.com website for more information. G-Men, a show almost good enough to listen to. Hi everyone and welcome to the final section of the MyMac podcast. And I've got to say, I've in the little break we've had there, I think I've agreed for Alex to come back. Because I don't know about you, well in fact, I'm not being disparaging here listeners, but actually I don't care about you. I want Alex back to listen to a little bit more of what he's got to say about uh, his Mac usage and history, so I'm hoping that you will as well. Okay, now Alex, can you do me a favour? I'll try. I'm not sure if I can reach from here, but I'll give it a go. Okay, can you nod your head? Oh, <laughs> what, virtually or physically? Uh, either or will do. Uh, well, I'll do both. Okay, so I'm virtually nodding my head, but physically doing it at the same time. Perfect. Thank you. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. Mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. Nick Hall, thank you very much. We have to say that every week, but I, I don't care because we still love that. Guy and I both, uh, Alex, I mean, I'm, I, sh- I should really jump straight into my tip and I'll get a slap on the wrist for this. But Guy and I normally kind of... we. At the end of the show, we'll talk to each other and have a chat, and we'll always say, you know, when Gaz's tip comes on, we kind of boogie. You know, you can just <laughs> sit in there boogie because it's anyway. Preview in preview preferences. Did you know that you can navigate to a signature tab and click on the plus uh, button? You can write what well, write your name first. Actually, write your name on a little piece of paper. Do your normal signature, and then when you uh, click the plus button, you then um, show that piece of 
paper up in front of your webcam. This does mean that you can have a webcam or obviously an eyesight camera on your Mac and hold it in front of the, the, the camera and you will see it magically appear on screen and you can then save that as a digital signature which you can then insert to documents, PDFs, etc, etc, etc. I think I've uh, mentioned this tip before but as we do get new listeners, I think it was a long time ago, and I think it's worth repeating. So there you go. Do you like that one, Alex? That's majorly cool. I'm just not going to do it now, because you'll uh, think, why is he not paying attention? Well, the, the, the thing is, actually, Guy normally does. I normally okay. tell my tip, and Guy suddenly says, wow! <laughs> That's cool. Well, I'm going to give you a preview tip, if you don't mind. Oh, brilliant. Now, I think that 97.39% of people already know this. But for the remaining whatever, because my maths isn't up to it right now, percent, <laughs> they need to know this, okay? When you've got your pictures on your iPhone and your videos on your iPhone, etc., if you read the documentation that comes with your iPhone and all the bumps on iTunes and all the rest of it, you go to iPhoto, don't you? And you go through yeah. all the rigmarole of sitting there and backing it up and doing this and you go through the iTunes preferences and you play around and it's really annoying and then the first time you do it you go oh no I forgot to tell it to delete them when I did it and now I've still got them all on my phone now I've got them on my computer and all the rest of it <laughs> very simply if you plug your phone into your Mac go to preview one of the options will be your name of your phone will come up on under where the file is and you can open, which is actually, uh, what's it called? Image view or image, image view, capture? Yeah. Im image, image capture, capture that's it, yeah. And it's the preview version of image capture. And not only can you just pull your images off and your videos off in one go or individually, but you can also delete them individually or in one go. And so many people, or, or, or the two point something percent that don't know that, it's so worthwhile knowing that you just have to use preview and you can pull your pictures really quickly without any trouble, drop on onto a folder wherever you want, delete them off your phone. Because, there's, you know, there's, whenever you get one of these uh, bundles, you always get these free, or not free, but you pay for them, but, you know, uh, an iPhone sync piece of software. Yeah, this yeah, sync, yeah. You don't need it. It's built into preview and it's a lifesaver and it's also a time saver. So I would... Just that's my tip about preview. One of the best things preview, preview will do is pull your videos and your pictures off of your phone or your iPad. And it'll also allow you to delete the ones you want to delete rather than having to go through them on your phone one at a time and taking the ones out you don't want. That is superb. And do you know what? I was just thinking about this. I was thinking, now, I, I think I probably knew that you could do that because it kind of makes sense. But I didn't really think about it in the context that you've just put it in. So that's a great tip. And I think I'm going to be using that from now on. Hey, hey. My, my work here is done. Your work here is done. That, 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 percent, that percentile, if that's the right word, has now gone down a little bit. Okay, percentile? That, that sounds like you've got a medical problem. I'd go and see you, GP. <laughs> okay. Can you, can you do me a favour again? I could try to. Nod your head again. Right. Are you enjoying it? Yes. It's both of the end of gases and Alex. and Alex. and Alex. Will you let me finish? See, you can see why we boogie, can't you, Alex? It's a dumb thing. You can't help yourself. 
Right, now, my pick is a bit of a cheat and a bit of a, um, well, I didn't have that much time. But in reference to Troy Muller's um, chat in Google Plus about SSDs, if you haven't done this yet, go out and get an SSD and update your system. I know over in the US, just use OWC and tie up to which one will suit the Mac that you've got. Um, Because if you've got an older Mac with a spinning drive and it can easily be updated, I tell you, you will thank anybody who suggests moving to an SSD because it will make so much difference to your machine. So if you can, go and upgrade or update your machine with an SSD. And I'm just going to ask Alex now whether he actually uses uh, many SSDs in his machines. I use SSD on the machines where I'm working. But, I mean, people have argued with me, and I'm sure they're right to an extent. I was never really, really sure of SSD as backup. I thought it was a very expensive option. Right. I don't care if it takes an hour to back up a drive. It really doesn't matter. And it's not like I'm accessing these drives every five minutes, so the yeah. chances of the drive going down are quite slim. But, um, yeah, on the drive, on the, the system disk, it's a no-brainer, an absolute no-brainer. Yeah. But I, will, I would add, I'd only say that's in the last six months to a year. Before that, I think they were a little bit risky. I, I know, yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from. When I did my um, MacBook, uh, my white MacBook, that was, I would say, that was probably two, probably two, couple of years ago, two or three years ago. Thinking about, it. I think it might have been three years ago. Anyway, however long ago it was, quite early on, and I was a little bit nervous about pressing the button because I'll agree with you that the SSDs were um, a little bit more flaky than they are now. But mm. I think now it's if if you've got an older Mac and you can update it um, the drive to an SSD, I, I'm telling you now, you will be amazed, folks, at how fast your machine becomes. It's like it's actually like becoming. I know, I know we've said this before, but it's like almost owning a new Mac, and it'll give you a re, you know a complete refresh for for that system. Just for you know, well, it'll just it'll just make it last that much longer because you you don't feel then that you have to go out and buy uh, the latest Mac, especially as um, the operating system at the moment seems to be able to go back quite a way to get to the latest operating system. So I know I know Mavericks, you can't use it on every machine, but uh, it does go back a lot further than I think people were expecting. So good. I'd I'd add one little thing, though. If you're going to do it, I know it's a pain to do, but don't just clone it over rebuild the drive from scratch if you can because of you will not be pulling over all the bump and all the rubbish because a lot of people you know they might be running the same mac they could have been updating it for three years they could have gone through three separate operating systems and not done a fresh install use it as your um your opportunity for a fresh install on everything and it will make a double world of difference yeah it gives you a double whammy folks And if you can't afford an SSD, but you've got the time, do what Alex just said anyway, because that will oh, make a world of difference. Yeah. Okay, now, um, I did throw you in uh, relatively last minute, but do you have a pick for us, Alex, at all? I've got, I got a couple of things. One that came up purely because... Oh, bonus. bonus. Yeah. He's got a couple. That's bonus, folks. Well, one of them is because I was sitting there, and I was using my relatively new MacBook Pro rather than my older one. And... I never bother looking at the uh, battery thing. It either says 70% or 80% or 100% or something. But I, I don't know. Something made me click on it. And I got that funny thing that says, get your battery checked. And I was a bit, whoa, not having any of that. 
And I, I thought, well, I don't know how many cycles it's done and this and the other. And I thought, you know what? There must be a way to find out how many cycles and everything your battery's done. Now, I used something called Coconut Battery for Mac. Right. Now, this is a, it's a freebie, but it's not in the App Store. After downloading it, I found a very, very, very similar, and I don't know if it's identical or not, but there's a battery health free app in the Mac App Store. And um, it seems to do exactly the same thing. Now, it gives you the health status, which is really important. What it also does, it tells you how many cycles, but it tells you what percentage of the original uh, milliamps your battery is capable of charging to. Now, I can't remember if mine was 1,300 when it was brand new, and now it's down to sort of, I don't know what it was, 980 or something. It was something that was quite upsettingly low, seeing as it's not that long. Um, And it hadn't done that many cycles. And, you know, so I'm going to have to go for the rigmarole of getting it all changed out and what have you. But it sort of set my mind at rest that the thing wasn't going to blow up on me and I could still use it for, you know three or four hours rather than eight hours or whatever it's supposed to be. But as a free app, I would recommend if you've got any concerns about your battery at all, you know, it's not going to fix it, but it will put your mind at rest knowing that you have got a little bit longer than you thought or, you know, it's not completely and utterly, you know, desperate situation. So um, I will recommend the one in the App Store because I downloaded it second. The coconut one was perfectly good, no problem at all. Okay. But a lot of people are they've they've set their preferences to only download uh, install things from the App Store. Super. And well, if you don't want to go through the you know the rigmarole of changing your sandboxing settings, I'd go with Battery Health by Fiplad. Okay, well I'll grab the links from you at the end and uh, I'll put those in the show notes. Okay. But, uh, but uh, um, superb, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't use my um, laptop as much because it's used by other people in the household. But I think I'm going to have to grab uh, either one of or both of these apps and just uh, and just do a quick check because um, it put my mind to rest. I've got to admit, I just thought, you know, because you get that warning and you go, oh no, oh no, it's imminent. Everything's going to blow up. And yeah. it's going to take the <laughs> west wing of the house with it. You know, um, but yeah, it basically said. Stop panicking, you silly little girl, and just take it down to the Mac store next time you're passing. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. And yeah. the other one is actually a person and a service they provide, completely free of charge. Now, I will put my hand up and say this is a guy that I know through another podcast I do, which I'll mention very shortly. But he has um, started, it's been going a little while now, but it's um, called New on Netflix or just new on Netflix UK. He also does a new on Amazon Prime or whatever it's called this week. I think he does one called New on Now TV as well. And what they are, they're they're listings of what... I mean, I use the Netflix one mainly, but they're listings of what's on Netflix and they're completely searchable, which you think, oh, yeah, well, so is Netflix and all the rest of it. What he has added, um, I mean, I must say, due to me nagging him, and he did it because he's blooming clever. It took him half an hour to do this, which is amazing, right? You now can log into New on Netflix, um, and you can look for things you like, and then you can click a little link which is on the things you like, and you get email notifications about them. Ah. So if something is coming, or sorry, if it's coming, it won't be there, but if something is going, or it won't be there for long, it sends you an email to say, oh, you've only got a month left to watch this, or 
it's going to be removed soon or various other things and um He's building this site. He does it all for love. Does nothing here. There's no money involved. The only thing, he's just set up a little charity link on the side because he wants, if you want to give him anything, he doesn't want your money. He wants you to give a little donation to the National Autistic Society. Absolutely. And that's never a bad thing. No. But, I mean, he's on Twitter on um, New on Netflix. Um, The best thing to do is go to Netflix, which is spelled Netflix, dot maft, M-A-F-T, dot co, and on there, you can just sort of, you know, that's a Netflix one. And, and there's links to all the other things he does. But they're all free and they are remarkably useful. They're, they're, and he does it all for fun. And it's the easiest way to find out what's actually on Netflix. And if you like something, I mean, I really like Foil's War. I clicked right, on yes, Foil's War yes. quite recently. And uh, it came off yesterday. But I knew about a month ago... And his system sent me an email saying, look, you've only got a month, so you better hurry up and watch the rest of them you haven't seen. And that was brilliant. And um, it's going really, really well, going from strength to strength. He's been very new to this. He's a, he's a magnificent guy. He, he doesn't understand how brilliantly clever he is. Like I, I, I came up with this idea about, you know, well, I better in a login system and being able to sort of register the things you're interested in. And I said it to him. And I thought, give him a month or two and he'll come back to me with some idea. That day, he said, try that. <laughs> and I went, what? He goes, well, log into that. I went, all right. And he goes, you see those little, um, look like uh, email boxes next to each one of those, yeah, click that. And then I was just like, wow, this is, you're a genius, mate. <laughs> you're an absolute <laughs> blooming genius. So anyway, I, I absolutely recommend his service. And, and if you do want to download, uh, download, donate to the National Autistic Society, all well and good. But it's uh, it's going from strength to strength. Brilliant. I mean, this this guy Brilliant. set it up. He's already five and a half thousand Twitter followers. Excellent. Well, what I'll do is I'll grab those the links to both his website and his his Twitter feed as well. If you yeah. if that's all right from you, no, and, no, we'll no. Put, and we'll put those in the show notes as well. Excellent. Superb, superb. Right now, this week we do have a people's pick. Hurrah! Um, it's come from our good friend, Carl, Carl Madden. Um, he was a little bored apparently, uh, the other day. There's nothing little about Carl. And um, there isn't, no, I think, I think it'd be a good, it'd be a, a WBA, WBC, WFA, RF, TBW boxing match of the year. I think if he and Guy got together, that would be brilliant. Anyway, um, Guy says, uh, Guy, Carl says he was a little bored. He was a big bored. Uh, the other day, and he saw this table tennis game uh, on top of the iOS game charts, and he thought, what the heck? And decided to spend a few pounds and give it a top spin. And that's what he's done. He's recommended it, and I think you should too. Again, we'll put the link in the show notes, and I think it's just called Table Tennis Touch. All the T's, Table Tennis Touch. You should be able to find it. And um, if it was a couple of quid over here, it's probably three or four dollars over in the in the US App Store. So uh, go and have a look. Um, right. I think Facebook pages is pretty much the same. Google, I think, is pretty much the same. So if uh, on numbers. But if you want to join up, go up and uh, uh, go into Google Plus, go onto the communities. We've been in there a little while. Uh, join up and have some fun in there uh to everybody who's been downloading this podcast and listening to it you know guy and i say it every week but we really 
really do appreciate the fact that you take the time to download and listen to the ramblings of, well, normally just two madmen. This week it's been one madman and a very sane person. So thank you, Alex, for appearing on the show. That's why. Yes. Don't, don't call me mad next time. Like <laughs> Um, and if you'd like to go over and give us an iTunes review, you will receive, as long as you inform Guy or myself, a Wooty. We will read out that review, good, bad, or indifferent. We'll read it out. We've been doing that for many years now, and we normally have quite a lot of fun. We've had Morse code reviews. We've had uh, different language reviews in a different language country, which has made it really confusing. But again, you, sometimes I think you, you people listening to this show are as mad as us, which is not a bad thing as far as I'm concerned. So thank you again for downloading. And if you do a review, please contact Guy at MyMac.com. That's Guy at MyMac.com. You can also get Guy on uh, Twitter.com forward slash Mac Parrot. <laughs> Sorry, Alex, I do that every week because... It's just got the word parrot in there, you see. Yeah, because your medication's not And because my medication's wearing off as well. Yeah, that's true. You can also contact myself, gaz at mymac.com, um, or you can contact me on the Twitters, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz, G-A-Z-M-A-Z, uh, Z-Z, as Guy would interject normally. Uh, we've equally got a twitter.com forward slash Guy and Gaz feed, which is G-U-Y-A-N-D-G-A-Z, and you can also send feedback at mymac.com and don't forget that skype number remember we had two calls on it last week and guy forgot to put them in until i'd reminded him but the number is plus one seven oh three four three six nine five zero one that's plus one seven zero three four three six nine five zero one alex you've been a genius this week i think i'm definitely going to get you back on with guy how can I people you were about to get me back <laughs> yeah i'll get you i'll get you well, I will before be... you carry on i just decided the wooty whatever you call it yeah yeah it sounds like having your underpants pulled up really sharply by chewbacca <laughs> <laughs> oh dear a wooty yeah your underpants pulled up <laughs> yeah i like it that's I think actually no, entered my mind. It's do you know? I don't think I've actually got a, a wooty. I can't remember whether the guy sent me one or not. But I think if it if if he has, then that was probably the reaction I had. Um, <laughs> anyway, where can people contact you on the uh, on the interwebs? On the interweb, uh, hold on, I've got to remember because I changed my handle, didn't I? You very did. Very British view, <laughs> which has nothing to do with views, Britain, or very, indeed. <laughs> but I, uh, it was an idea I had some time ago. So I had a Twitter account called Very British View. Uh, one day it may turn into um, a podcast. But until then, it's just me ranting on and being nicely rude to people. <laughs> but Brilliant. nicely rude. I'm never rudely nice. I'm always nicely rude. Brilliant. I uh, do... Um, I do. I'm I'm part of another podcast, which is um, I'm not going to tread on your toes because we all we do is we waffle about media and films and music and books and stuff, and that's called Airwaves. Uh, you get that sometimes on iTunes, uh, but it's um, Airwaves dot com i think or uh, i don't know is it airwaves anyway airwaves yeah okay yeah, yeah. Well, I, I just remember there's a chewing gum called airwaves isn't there that's a- yeah, very probably because nothing <laughs> we do is original and if you um decide to come over and listen to that um i'll be very grateful and it will double our listening figures so um <laughs> thank you very much and it's been a real pleasure um for you to have me as they say i know it has and um i look forward to the time where you forget about this and invite me back on <laughs> well would you like to read that sentence i gave you 
Well, that sentence, oh, I think I can manage it. Right, let me do this in my most condescending words. I think, and I do, this is the best show I've ever done. And I'm good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Nae etu gai mo te wiki ki te here ki Florida kiti hoko atanya wanini e ti waka he orange Volkswagen Pritura atua a note mei itari rekitui ki raku ki rea gai hitupa. Boutros, boutros, gali. End. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can find lots of other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network, like Four Pigs, The Bell Tolls, Geekiest Show Ever, International Film Club, Let's Talk Podcasts, The Casual Heroes Podcasts, Tech Fan, The Deeper Look, The Mac Gist, Nintendo Club Podcast, and Three Geeky Ladies. Brilliant. Now, if you didn't know, what Guy does is... It sounds like it's some weird... I don't think it was Spanish, was it? No, no, that wasn't Spanish. I don't know what the language was. I'm going to have to find out from him. But the, the translation of that is, so Guy takes off for a week to go to Florida to buy his wife a car, an orange Volkswagen Beetle at that. When it comes right down to it, Guy is weird. Um, he'll, he'll put in a different sentence each week and translate it and I normally have to read that translated message and I, I read it last week and I thought what the hell <laughs> <laughs> well I read I try and do it everybody tries to you see if you remember Ale, uh, Alistair tried to read it and he, he, he started off really well but that's not the point of what I do when I read it I try and read it badly <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not good at it, and I do that every week now. So, well, no, Boutros, Boutros, Garlies, because it just sounded like that part out of the Fast Show. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought there'll be a couple of British listeners that know what that. Yeah, means. yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Should have gone Scorchio. Scorchio. <laughs> I think we've done one of them as well. <laughs> I bet you have. <laughs>